Welcome everyone to the podcast. Uh, is your host Jacob here, and I've got a really uh, awesome guest today. Um, this guy studies physics and philosophy, which is such an awesome combination. Blow your mind with some awesome, awesome principles about science and about just the world. Um, he's also got a really rad basketball page, which I've just seen recently, where he's getting insane vert. He's looking strong as. And he's kind of on that grind to jump higher. And I'm really excited to have Russ here on the podcast today. Russ, welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, Russ, what is wisdom to you? Um, yeah. So, pretty much, I think wisdom, um, I think, has to be primarily driven through like experience and the situations that one places themselves in. Um, I just, I just think that idea of, you know, gaining experience and, um, helps you to grow as an individual. Um, because obviously you can, you could just, I feel like you could just go through your daily routine. Um, you know, you could just, you could pretty much just go about life in a, in a more of a robotic sense. But I think if you put yourself to guard your comfort zone, and I think if you, if you really try to grow yourself as an individual and then have that idea of trying to always learn. Um, I think that's what wisdom comes from. Um, yeah. Right. So it's kind of like about putting yourself out of your comfort zone, getting those experiences and, and always learning. Yeah, pretty much. I, um, when I, when I think of somebody who's like, who's like wise, um, I think of like, uh, characters in like movies, um, you know, sort of like the sensei type of figure. Um, uh, I, I, I was, I was just thinking just then of, um, uh, in Kung Fu Panda, um, what's his name? Master Shifu. <laughs> um, somebody who's like pretty wise. Um, but then I think to like, uh, like real individuals who've like had a, like a pretty significant impact. Like, um, one of my role models is, probably Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, he's like one of the best uh, ever basketball players and he's my favorite in my opinion. Um, and I just think that the stuff he says comes from his experience um, with the game. And he also talks about how he gained that experience from uh, the, the basketball players that he looked up to. Um, so, you know, there's just that idea of transferring knowledge or wisdom down to the generation as well um and also that ties into the idea of experience uh you know like for kobe bryant he talked about plays that he used to grow up watching um like magic johnson and um uh, who else he used to watch a lot of magic johnson uh people like uh, michael jordan um and i think that experience is directly tied to just experience uh, I think that wisdom is directly just tied to experience and um, the, yeah, the, just the situations that individuals go through. And then, yeah, just the idea of passing down wisdom, which is pretty interesting too. Yeah, so there's, it's kind of cool because like there is that experience aspect of it, but then we're also <laughs> kind of talking about passing on that wisdom, that transfer of knowledge. I'm, yeah. I was just wondering like, how how do those kind of interplay? Like, it, do, does someone have to have experience first, or does or does like someone with wisdom pass it on? Like, like what's kind of going on there? You know. Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of a hard question. I mean, good question, but um, I think maybe there's also that idea of I guess like trial and error, um. I think uh, just, I guess, in the context of, like, basketball, um, which is pretty much what I know, uh, maybe you had, like, players in the early 60s, 70s go through a lot of, like, trial and error. And um, I just I just think that... Um, I just think that they... Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a hard question. Um, yeah. I just uh -oh. think that they... You have to go through a lot of different 
uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this question, actually. I think so did... I was just going to say, like, that it's kind of like that trial and error thing. And it was just kind of, like, it got me thinking, like, you know how, you know how, like, we all kind of have experience in life. Like, because life, you just kind of live it and, you know, days will go by. But um, I guess what kind of holds us back from getting that, that experience? Like, like you know how, like, if you, that experience of focus on basketball, like how maybe Kobe focused heaps on basketball what what kind of holds us back from focusing and and creating okay. those those valuable experiences you know what i mean i think it's for kobe he was really obsessed with the game and i think what holds a lot of people back is obviously you have the pressures of real life um you know we can't all be kobe bryant we can't all practice basketball 24 7 you know, some, some of us have to actually live lives and actually have to work jobs and stuff. Um, but I think if you have a passion, if you if you really have something that you really want to go for, um, you'll make the, you make the time to do it. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter your situation, um, you know, because there's always going to be you're always going to be able to make time for it. And I think what holds a lot of people back from trying to get that experience is, I guess, that fear of you know what if i did do this and then it doesn't work out or what if i did do this and then you know everything else in my life is going to be held back um and i think for me especially uh when i first started uh training properly uh, i was always had doubts um as to how i could pursue what it is i wanted to do and um especially like trying to that idea of trying to find a balance is pretty difficult. Like for me, like, I feel like I have so much like going on in my life right now. Like, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a uni student. I work a job. Um, and then on top of that, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this thing that I'm passionate about. You know, I'm trying to jump high. I'm trying to play basketball. Um, and I, at first I had a lot of doubts, you know, like I always thought about, Oh, I'm not going to be able to have a lot of time to go out. You know, like I, I'm not going to be able to talk to my friends as much anymore. I'm not going to be able to, you know, just do what it is like a normal 20 year old does. But like if, but for me, like I'm more focused on the goal and the passion that I have. And I have to recognize that with that comes sacrifices. And Kobe talked a lot about that. You know, he, he talked a lot about um his mama mentality and that, relentless pursuit of one's goal and his idea is you know pretty much just uh, focusing on the again the relentless pursuit of a goal and yeah yeah he always emphasized the obsession that you have to have with it um which i found pretty fascinating um you know when i was younger in high school like i i always thought i always um love basketball you know i I, from an early age, I recognized like, you know, this is, I want this to be part of my life and I don't, I don't want to have to make too much of a sacrifice, um, in other things in order to not, in order to not play basketball, you know, like I want basketball to be my, my main thing in life. And, um, with that, I have to, you know, find balance. I had to, I had to recognize that because this is my passion, I'm going to have to alter other things in my life and, which will allow me to not be held back, I guess. And, you know, that along with that came with like, um, just like the self-awareness that I was different and, you know, the self-awareness um, of myself and in comparison to others. Like, I, I guess I always recognized that I was, I thought differently. I was, um, I wasn't really thinking the same things or I wasn't really thinking in the same way as other people around me um, in high school, uh, which is, I guess, why I'm interested in philosophy and psychology, because I was always interested in um, how other people think. And then, you know, that also led me down the path, you know, uh, I'm also, I'm like, I'm aware, but I'm also, I'm aware that I'm aware. And then <laughs> that whole, that like kind of tied into, you know, like Descartes, you know, I think therefore I am, and which is why I found philosophy pretty fascinating. Um, 
and which is also why I'm pretty passionate about philosophy. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I have so many different passions and I have to, you know, find a balance um, for everything um, in order to pursue every, I guess, little venture that I have. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I guess just that um, just finding a balance um, is always pretty difficult. Um, but I, I try not to let that uh, hold me back. I try to always plan and um, make sure that I'm holding myself accountable in that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I went on a bit of a tangent. Um, no, no, does that really answer your question? Um, yeah, no, that, yeah. that, that did. I, I think what kind of, um, what kind of that brings to mind that, that are kind of obsession, which I, I want to check out the etymology for, like I quickly searched that yeah. up, but I guess around like commitment and, and life, I think, you know, we have such short lives sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we're afraid to just commit and relentlessly pursue something because we yeah. feel we're going to miss out on this, feel we're going to miss out on that. But, you know, ironically, like when we when we commit and relentlessly pursue something, the the rewards and the, the fulfillment you get is just, it's quite incredible. So I guess, yeah. Russ, how, how is like, yeah, how does one, how does one commit to a relentless pursuit, like so far from what you've seen? I'll, I'll quickly search up the etymology of the obsessed. <clears throat> I think you definitely have to fall in love with the process. Uh, a lot of a lot of people talk about this, but actually falling in love with what you do and embracing the failures that come with it, you have you have to be able to see the failures as you know not a failure. You know you have to you have to see them as a as an opportunity to get better. You have to see your failures and in, um, in a in a lighter way. You know because you. If you want to commit, you can't go back on it. You know, you can't. You can't just. You can't just put like a little foot a little foot in and then you know back out. You have to be committed 100. percent And what that means is every every step back that happens, every little bump in the road, you just have to embrace it. You have to recognize that that's part of the process and that's part of becoming successful. And I think for me, you know, like I've gone through my fair share of injuries and um what that enabled me to do is learn about why i'm getting injured about what the things i could do to prevent the injuries you know for example like a lot of athletes um i guess someone neglect sleep sleep is probably a pretty important part of preventing injury and i think um just in more general terms learning to yeah learning to embrace your failures and learning to not let that get you too down you know you can't quit if you want to pursue something you can't just if you have something that you're really passionate about then you have to recognize that the fears that come along with it will make you better mm. i think that's the one point i want to emphasize and you know it's i've i've been doing this for like a few years now and I've only started to see like marginal success. And I think um, another important thing is to not compare yourself to another person. You know, like, uh, for example, I could be at like level, I had to put myself out. I'm let's say I'm like level 50. You can't compare your level 50 to someone's level hundred because you haven't seen the work that they put in either. You know, they could, every, the, the, the one person that you should be focusing on is yourself. You know, I think you should be your number one component. Your number one opponent should be yourself, and you shouldn't try to compare yourself to others, um, because everyone's different. You know, um, once once you start to compare yourself to others, then you know what's what's the point? It's just like it's just you're not focusing on yourself. You know, um, and I think that's the most important thing when you when you try to embark on a journey. Um, of trying to pursue a goal or some sort of passion of yours to not compare yourself to others. You know, that's um, like I really kind of, I feel that as well because it's, um, dude, like the moment that your your thought goes into like looking at someone else or like looking over here, 
it's that sense of of discouragement, and yeah. then it's like you're, it's game over. You're taken out of the game. Your mind will just kind of take you out of the game. And I think there's a real virtue in just having that clear mind and and kind of um like really keeping it focused on yourself. And I love that whole thing about the process, loving the process, and and kind of loving and learning from the failures. I I just want to show um you know for obsessed. So the, etym- the etymology for obsessed is actually besieged. And besiege means to surround a place with armed forces in order to capture it or force surrender. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. No, so, it's not the definition I was expecting. Yeah, I know. It's pretty insane. Yeah. 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 So, so to be obsessed in a way is to, to surround your passion until you capture it, until mm-hmm. it surrenders to you. I think that's a, there's a kind of, I don't know, I think that's kind of beautiful in a way, you know, it's like a warrior yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, that's cool. That's um, so much like, it's, it's like kind of poetic and it like kind of reminds me of like the art of war sort of thing. Mm. Um, you, you said like sort of like a, like a, like a soldier. Um, yeah, that's an interesting perspective to have though. You know, and I think, I funny, it's because I feel like it, it kind of is a, it is a bit of a battle like every day with, with your mind, like you will you will go in for your attack and then like the doubts will come back and all those things like you know so it's yeah but i feel like um like the more that the mind clears and like the more that we we focus like it just you know it feels good to be like working like how like russ how good does it feel when you're putting in the work for ball yeah yeah oh, man it feels it feels great like you know like in, during the workout you might feel like absolute crap um you know, but you have to just keep telling yourself, you know, you've got one more set, you've got one more rep, you've got, you know, you've got this, you've only got this much left, you know, you're only halfway, you're only like three quarters, you know, you might as well finish it, you're already here. And um, one of the big things for me is um, I actually training uh, in Auburn right now, um, which is probably about a half hour travel for me. And I actually train in the mornings. So at 6.30am. And for me, mentally, what that has done... Um, I've just gotten I, I that that routine and that um that that commitment for me has become a lot more easier because it's like oh you know I travel half an hour I'm not going to just not work out you know like I'm already here you know I'm going to I'm here to put in the work you know and then like after my workout you know I feel like I feel like crap but then you know at least at least you did your workout and then throughout the day as well you know like I'll I might work out and then I'll have uni like if 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 i like go if so if i like work out and then i have uni i'll be i'll I'll feel a lot more productive in a sense and i feel like i've done a lot more in the day and then towards the end of the day you know if i'm like doing nothing um i like just if i literally just want to lie down you know at least i'll in the back of my mind like i know that i've done i've put in the work today you know and um i guess that's just been a lot better for me mentally as well um because yeah, like I've honestly like my training over the past few months has gotten a lot more um, consistent um, as it was uh, in comparison to uh, previous years. Um, you know, like I was I was training throughout the lockdown and it was always just like on and off, on and off. Um, and I think back then it was a lot for everyone. It was a lot harder to do anything, um, but for me, you know, trying to pursue this thing it was pretty difficult so i guess what i tried to do back then was try to learn a lot more um i bought a few textbooks about sports science which is also an area i'm interested in um i'm starting to learn to coach as well um, for strength and conditioning which is cool um and i think just the idea of always being keen to learn about anything you know, I, I I feel like I have so many broad interests and um I wanna I just wanna learn. I just wanna keep learning. Which mm. is cool. That's such a um that's such a powerful thing, like that that wanting to keep learning. And I think I think um if you have that, that want to keep learning, it like it's really you really do become unstoppable in that sense. Like um and you know I I just kinda got me thinking like like when you put in effort to anything like no matter what it i feel as though it 
it it always without a doubt yields dividends. I I personally believe that any effort put into anything, um, just into life, it, it comes back to you in, in different ways. And I guess um yeah, I guess that's the kind of that's the kind of awesome thing. I guess um you know, Russ, how does one how does one know they've they've done enough? Like how how does one know they've done enough? That's the big I I mean yeah. uh, this is a this is a question I always ask myself, bro. I honestly like all, it's almost like every day I I tell my I always ask myself, am I doing enough? And I honestly I honestly feel like I've I don't. I honestly feel like I'm lazy. Mm. Mm. like you know I, I told you like I go I work out and I go uni but I honestly like I feel like I am literally lazy because I because the, I also procrastinate like quite a quite a bit um and because of that I feel like I definitely am not doing enough and I think for one to know that it's done enough I don't know um it's a bit hard to say because I haven't really experienced it myself but um I think once once you've achieved a goal that you set out to do and then once once you've achieved that goal if and then if you're happy with it and then you want to let, let's say you achieve uh, for me like let's say if i jump 40 inches i jump 40 inches i'll be happy with it but at the end of the day i'm would i really be happy you know because there's some guys who could jump 50 inches you know like i'll if once I jump forty inches, I'm gonna set my goal to be forty five inches. <laughs> and then once I get once I get forty five inches above the ground, I'm gonna get fifty inches. And I think that just that I don't I don't I don't really know how to answer this question because for me it I feel like is a lot more uh there's a lot more emphasis on the journey and a lot more focus on enjoying the actual process and the journey that it takes to get the goal rather than achieving the goal itself. And I think that's a lot more meaningful you know you find a lot more meaning in the pursuit rather than the actual achievement of it see what i love about that perspective is it kind of it takes the pressure off the question of am i doing enough and it, and it puts the focus on i'm going to show up every single day and i because i love it you know what i mean uh, and yeah. i think you know one of the hard things Russ, is that when you're doing like you know you're just doing your studies and you're doing other things as well and you've got that sense, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Like, I don't know, sometimes when I'm procrastinating, I, I feel like I don't want to be doing anything. I want that time of silence, that time of rest. And I feel like that is just as important as well. And I guess, have you had any experience of like silence and solitude and kind of getting clear on your thoughts sort of thing? Um, yeah, I think for me, um, the, the 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 small moments I can enjoy that is probably in the car when I'm driving home from uni or from work or from from school uh from I already yeah from from workouts I sometimes like I'll just shut the music off and I'll just literally just drive in silence like that sounds a little bit like psychopathic but honestly like <laughs> it it honestly like it feels a lot more calming and a lot more peaceful um because it's literally just just you like there's for that 20 30 minutes i'm driving home like i don't have to focus on and i mean of course i'm driving so i have to focus in a sense but there's i'm not worrying about anything you know i'm i'm literally just by myself i'm just just quiet and i think little moments like that is pretty it's it's pretty important in a sense, you know, because everything can just feel so hectic sometimes. Like I, especially if, you know, if you have multiple things going on, um, just being able to just find those little quiet moments to yourself is pretty important. And I think um another way would be if, you know, if you're out in nature, um, you know, nature is just beautiful. Like just going for a walk, uh, you know, if you just happen to anywhere you find yourself to be immersed in nature, I think is just pretty, pretty calming, pretty inspiring in a sense, you know, you, I feel like I, my mind is able to just relax and I'm able to just forget about all the worries that I have 
for those, even if it's just for a few little minutes, you know. Um, I personally um don't meditate. Um, although I have thinking, I've been thinking about it. Um, yeah, those, those are probably the small moments I, or where of, of quiet that I find myself in. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, no, I feel like that sort of stuff is like so needed. I mean, you know, I think we we always talk about like mindset. and and the work and stuff. And I feel like, um, you know, like that mindset is kind of found in that quiet when you're feeling peaceful, you get clear on your life and stuff. And yeah, it's just, just being able to just not even like do anything, just, just sit there and sign. And I think, um, before I sleep as well, I I get a few minutes of that. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, I tend to sort of just reflect on my life and the things I've got going on and, you know, what tomorrow would bring and what I'm going to do tomorrow. Um, and I think it's just those those little moments to yourself are, yeah, pretty important. Yeah. 100%, man, 100%. Oh, yeah. So what's, um, uh, just a pretty random, what's the best way to increase your vert? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> There, there is a lot of debate about this in the sports science world, but I guess as an athlete, what I found to be the pretty important is just jumping, honestly, just practicing jumping. Um, one of the best dunkers in the world, Jordan Kilgannon, he, um, when he was on, I guess, on this journey, he he literally just jumped every single day, and then he would like take a like a week rest. And then just go at it again. And he always talked about the the importance of low rim dunking. So being able to lower the ring and just dunk on a smaller height. Mm. Which I I actually I actually bought a ring uh, just before lockdown started in 2020. And that's I guess lockdowns where I pretty much just fell in love with dunking and I just tried to do as many trick dunks as I could. Um, <laughs> back then, like I was just jumping. I wasn't jumping every day. I was jumping maybe three, four days a week. And um, what I found is just practicing your technique and practicing the art of jumping in itself is probably the best way to jump higher. Yeah, that that yeah. totally makes sense, man. Like, I mean, it makes sense that there's not some like secret technique and yeah. you got to get better at jumping. Jump. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, like you can sure like getting strong helps and then sure like doing a lot of like running would help i guess too but you know actually practicing the thing itself rather than focusing on every other little like gimmick sort of thing you know um yeah like uh i'm also like pretty interested in like like uh olympic weightlifting as well um I have my my mate. He um he's an Olympic weightlifting coach. Shout out to him, Omni Weightlifting. Um, <laughs> he actually taught me how to do uh the Olympic weightlifting uh I guess lifts, which is um the clean and jerk and the snatch. Um, I found that to be pretty pretty beneficial. But at the end of the day, like it it's all just comes down to jumping. You know, like sure you can do plyometrics or you can do olympic weightlifting but jumping in itself will elicit the most gains for jumping Mm. that's just so so clear and simple like i feel that's great like i think if you want to do something then just do it just do more (laughs) of it you know that's there's no there's no secret there's no secret recipe there's you know there's no there's no like secret formula it's just just do the thing Right. Oh, bro, that's a yeah. big one, bro. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would would get so caught up on trying to find some sort of like hack. You know, I, I guess this is also especially um relevant to like people who are, I guess trying to lose weight. They get so caught up in all these, you know, fancy little diets. You know, or maybe if I um you know, I cut out I cut out all my my pro I cut out all my carbs, I cut out all my sugars. And I I don't eat any carbs. I don't eat any sugars at all. Like that's not going to be, first of all, that's not going to be the best for your health in general because you need carbs and sugars. And because, and 
second of all like sure you'll lose weight but it's not healthy because let's say you lose uh five kilos from doing that because you've not eaten any carbs or sugars you're just going to go back to eating carbs and sugars again you know you're still going to have that craving it's (laughs) it's all about slowly doing something you know if you want if you let's say if you want to lose weight it's all about measuring your calorie intake right it's it's about the small gains it's about losing zero point it's about losing a quarter kilo each month not about losing like five kilos each month you know that's that's the that's the best way to approach it there's no there's no like gimmick diet there's no like fancy you know supplement that's gonna help you lose weight or anything there's no like i don't know if you've seen like um i don't know how to describe it it's like these machines that literally you just stand on it and it just shakes you <laughs> it literally you just stand on it and it just shakes you and people will think that you know if i do this for like an hour every day like i'm gonna lose weight not like no like you might uh-huh. as well go for a walk at that point like that's damn russ damn russ that's why it hasn't been working very <laughs> i better get my shaker returned <laughs> yeah yeah i just i just want to emphasize it yeah, there's just there's no gimmick you know it's just you just got to do the thing mm. right mm. and all that that comes down to learning more about how to do it as well and um just that idea of you know that working hard is good but working smart is better mm, that's so true i, I yeah. really love that like for me personally like i want to i want to increase my skills with public speaking right yeah and i'm like oh like you know i can journal about it i can i don't know I, I, it seems delusional now looking back on it yeah. right <laughs> like oh i gotta do this i gotta do now i've just realized is that if you want to get better at, at speaking, then go ahead and speak, practice exactly. speaking. You know, it's so, yeah. so simple. And it doesn't matter if you don't have anything to say or, you know, you may not be that good at, you know, a weight loss or you, you don't have any knowledge. I feel like if you're just doing it and doing it and do it, like over time, that understanding builds up with it as well, you know? So exactly. I think yeah. there's a real virtue in just doing it. Yeah. And just you know, being open to learn as well, you know, don't be afraid to be corrected. This is pretty important. Like back when I was younger, like I used to be so scared of criticism, um, especially from my dad, you know, he'd always critique me about uh, stuff in basketball that I was doing wrong. You know, oh, you should do this. Oh, you know, you should do that. Oh, you know, when the defender comes here, then you should do this. Um, you know, like, but you have to have that open mindset to criticism because, you know, there's always going to be somebody who knows a little more than you. And then that just comes back to the idea of wisdom, you know, being, being open to learning and being, being keen to learn, you know, wanting to actually learn more about yourself and learn more about the thing that it is you want to do from people who have already gone through that whole experience and learn from others, which is pretty important. What what I love about that distinction there, Russ, is that like wisdom isn't just like a, a thing you accumulate it's an openness um to learning and i think when we're talking about like like the whole embracing failure um embracing that that criticism thing like it, it seems as though there's either i'm trying to be the best and be good and seen as good versus i just love learning and i'm completely open to it and i think have you have you kind of experienced that on your journey like like so so you were saying just like being so what was it again? So being good versus yeah, it's like like because for me personally, I've I've tried to like you know look good and look okay. amazing, right? And and I think that always just lends me to criticism, right? But then there's that whole kind of being of where like you know what, I just want to keep learning. I love doing this. I love improving. It's like that journey, mm. the process versus the um the ends sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Again, it's just that idea of just oh sorry um just falling in love with the with the process itself you know you don't really shouldn't really get caught up on the i guess the 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 fame or the reputation that achieving something would give you like for me like i i know i have an instagram page but the whole point of that is for me it isn't to the focus of it isn't to you know show off or you know i can jump so high or you know i can do this cool dunk but the focus for me is to get better and to be able to see how I've improved over time. And, you know, once I'm able to jump 
like 40 inches like um i i'm not really gonna care about like the i guess the baggage of, of fame that it will give me you know like i don't i wouldn't really care about the you know the if somebody like reposts me or whatever like i'm just gonna do this for myself and like if i make a post then just know that this post is for me to care about and it's not for me to care about what others care about me sort of thing you know mm. and um yeah just that idea of falling in love with the process itself is pretty important and not getting caught up in like not getting caught up in what i guess benefits or what reputation the end game would give you dude that's so big yeah. and especially like like especially when you start receiving a little bit of success and yeah. you kind of you go back into like like I found myself like when I have a little bit of success, I go back into the mentality and then I, I lose all my motivation. And I yeah. kind of suck at what I'm doing. And then I'm like, oh, I remember, hold on a second. This is about the journey, about loving the journey and, and the process. So it's like, it's like you got to stick to that, that mm. so carefully, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's hard to, you know, just give up, you know, like I can, I can see like there's to be all sorts of reasons why somebody would just, you know stop in their pursuit or something but like honestly like i try not to focus on whether i'll f fail or whether i'll get injured like i won't get caught up in the things that will stop me on my journey like if i get injured then i get injured you know it'll just 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 that stoic idea of embracing um yourself and accepting or just embracing the idea of, you know, I'm a human being in this, in this crazy ass world. That's like, I'm just, I'm just, you know, in the, at the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, like the, the universe is so big, like here I am trying to make a small little impact, you know, like I, I'm just going to keep focusing. I'm not going to focus on, you know, how big the universe is. I'm not going to focus on, you know, whether is, whether, you know, like there is some, like absolute like meaning in life like for me this is this is my meaning and i'm just going to keep continuing to just grind just keep continuing the process you know like i'm not going to get caught up in other things that'll detract from that process mm, for real and i think that's so interesting how you brought up that like we're just so small in this universe and and you know like ultimately what we do doesn't really matter and we're, yeah. we're gonna die like you know like it's that kind of thing and i think I get, you can, yeah yeah you know, I I just can... just just that idea of <laughs> i i think about death every day bro like I, <laughs> you know as a typical philosophy student i think about death every day and i think about uh the the like it's so easy to fall into a nihilistic despair and just think about how meaningless the world is but you know at the end of the day like you know yeah you have to keep moving on you can't just keep dwelling in it you know like i probably my my favorite i guess is just the the existentialism stuff that we've covered before mm -hmm. and um the idea of embracing the absurdity and embracing the, the i guess the inherent meaninglessness and just realizing that you are going to die so what are you going to do about it you know what 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 am I going to do before? What am I going to do with this like short little time that I have? You know? Yeah. I think, I think it's so like when we just a bit of context, Russ and I, we studied social and existential questions together, had a lot of fun. It was really good. Um, but you know, like we're going to die. Like it is, it's an insane experience. We're thrown into it and then we'll be taken out. Like our death is our own. Therefore, like, why not just choose something that's authentic to you? What's real to you? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like listening to what your heart is telling you. And not, and not trying to, not getting caught up in, I guess, the, the mechanisms of, or the, I guess the, the robot sort of lifestyle. And yeah, just the idea of authenticity and breaking out of the, I'm trying to remember all my um all, all the content we wrote now. <laughs> I'm just, just trying to, just, you know what, what um Heidegger said about, breaking out of the monotony of life and actually living a true life that's significant and not becoming like the they or like the other which mm -hmm. is a pretty significant uh idea um when i thought when i first thought about it you know or when i first um when we first learned about it 
I was I was just like mind blown because this is the stuff I've been thinking about since high school, you know. Mm. This is this this is this is why I like philosophy so much. This is this you know because I've already like thought about these ideas before and you know to have it to hear it again in such a in such a formal context and hear it you know as as, as a, such a big idea is pretty was pretty mind blowing and significant for me. It was crazy how accurate Heidegger was, hey, even yeah. to now, to this day yeah. and age. Honestly. Um, there's just that idea of being thrown into a world where, you know, there's so much there's so much shit that can go on, you know, there's so much like bad stuff that could go on. You know, we just have to, you know, embrace death and, you know, use death as a sort of motivation or provoke uh, provoke us into action you know russ i feel like the crazy thing about all this is that nobody is telling us this no one's teaching us this no one really in school teaches us to take responsibility for our life and and choose something authentic i feel like all of society all the people around us um have it's always just been like oh yeah just kind of go with the flow kind of be in that robotic mode but dude like our life is 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 running away it's mm. so short and valuable and we can be living authentic lives if we just choose but i think the scary thing is that we've got to get past those social fears and personal fears and get straight into it do you kind of is that kind of because that's what I, I kind of took out of social and existential yeah i mean i completely agree with that you know like it's so easy to just get caught up in a job and just work nine to five every single day mm. um you know, I I have a job myself, but I don't work every day. I honestly just use it as a means to be able to do the other things that I want to do. And right now, I'm trying to get a job that that will allow me to, I guess, prosper my ambitions. You know, I, I mentioned before, I'm trying to learn how to be a strength and conditioning coach. So that'll help me even more as an athlete to on my journey. And I think I, just doing stuff like that, you know, trying to not be caught up in the routineness of it all and not being caught up in the you know i i honestly just hate that go with the flow mentality because i, I straight out of high school like i there, there was there's so many people around me who you know were just going with the flow and i didn't want to just go with the flow i wanted to do what i'm doing right now and mm-hmm. i honestly i i i i can't really relate to that idea of go with the flow i can't really you know i can't really understand it because it's not compatible with what what I'm doing, you know? And yeah, I just honestly like breaking free from that, that ordinary or that routine lifestyle is pretty important. If you want to be able to do something significant or if you want to live a more fulfilling lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, yeah, hundred percent. But you know what I like, I, I think that, we're always going with the flow because naturally, but if you, if you, what you see about life changes, if you see that you have a short life and that you're going to die and that, you know, and you're, you're dissatisfied with, with something, if you see all those things, then your new going with the flow is going to be getting out there and, and doing things. I feel, you know, I, I really and truly feel that if you reflect on your life and you get real with yourself, your, your new flow, your flow changes. But I feel like where where it goes wrong is that, dude, like you, you have some people who are just like, who have totally thrown their lives down the drain. They haven't reflected, haven't thought about what they want in lives. And they, you know, they're just trapped in just some working video gaming um, days, just letting their life drain down the matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, yeah, definitely. Like it's just like accepting the circumstances that've been given to you, you know, not not reflecting on what you could possibly do and what your strengths are or what your passions are, mm. which I think is pretty important. And I, I think it all just comes down to self awareness, you know. Like mm. honestly, like I've had this sort of sense that I've had. I feel like I've had this self awareness since I was in high school, you know. Like I've always known that I. I'm not the same as other people and I know that I don't think the same 
as they do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the same as them. Um, whether they or the other, um, <laughs> and yeah, like honestly, like it's hard to sort of articulate if, if, you know, if you're to someone who's accepting their conditions or, you know, or accepting, you know, that work lifestyle, because, you know, they, for them, they've already, you know, for them that this is, this is all there is. And this is all that they can do. And they can't, they, they feel as if they can't do anything about it when, you know, there's, there's so much you can do, you know, this, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. There's always something you can do. And uh, I think that goes back to the idea of, you know, sight and um, the idea of freedom in a situation and yeah, you know, you don't, you always have freedom in a situation, no matter what it is. You know, that's, that's really powerful because like I, I've kind of experienced that when you're, you're working like in that casual job to support, you know, your passions and things. It's, um, it's like, oh man, is this just a waste of time? What am I doing? Yeah. That's and, honestly and I, how I feel. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, like for real. And I think, I think it's, it, it's, it's hard not to feel that, but then if you can find a way, like if you can reflect through it and use your freedom of, of thought to kind of find a way that, you know, like doing this job and, and contributing to it and putting the effort in. And if, if that somehow, if, if your excellence kind of shines out there, um, then it's like you can be at peace with where you're at now because you know that your excellence is going to take you to where you want to be. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like on one end of things, it's like, yeah, go ahead and, and, and challenge yourself. But the problem is if, if you have that thought all the time, then I'll just get depressed in my casual job. I don't want to work this stuff. This I hate, hate it. Right. But then on, on the other end is like, if you kind of really just learn to enjoy all aspects of your life and, and put in that excellence everywhere, um, maybe there's a possibility that our effort, even in our casual jobs, will contribute to our passions. And I think, I don't know, like I'm, I'm still trying to crack that one. Yeah. But yeah, like you, do, you, do you kind of get, you get what I'm... Yeah. Have you experienced so, glimpses of that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. so I, I, I don't know if I told you, but I work in a warehouse for Ikea. And pretty much the nature of the job is um, either the Ikea guys will give us pallets and we just give it to the drivers. We have to help process it and we have to sticker it and stuff. You know, it's very, it's very, you know, easy, boring stuff. Anybody could do it. <sighs> On, when, when during work, I tend to be very silent and I tend to be very, just not talk at all. And sometimes I think about how different I could be if I would just be more open to conversations and more open to you know, trying to find different perspectives. And I guess what you were saying then, you know, trying to find, I guess, some sort of meaning in the stuff that we typically typically don't think of as meaningful, you know, like mm. this job, you know, it's not very meaningful. It doesn't, you know, it's not very prosperous. You know, I, we give, deli- we give, uh, we give deliveries basically. And it's, it's not a significant job, but, if you you could if despite that you could always find some sort of meaningful thing in it you know there's always you know different like there's always di- multiple ways to interact with others to maybe you know brighten the day or you know to you know if you just ask them how they're going and actually have a conversation rather than you know just you know how oh, how you going yeah good um you know because that that's honestly like 90% of the interactions I have at work, you know, I'll walk by someone and you're just like, yeah, how you going? Yep. Good. Yep. But if you actually like take the time to maybe, you know, have a conversation with them or, you know, if you, I feel like that could be a lot more meaningful and that could actually contribute to having a more meaningful life. But, um, yeah, I certainly need to work on that too. Yeah, um, man. No, I could, I think, I, I, I like this is because this is like if if that casual if that work the way that you provide your money is like sorted if you're at pace with it and you know it's contributing like to your passion then I I, I don't really know what else trouble there w- there would be do you know what I mean like mm, I guess that's true I suppose I suppose there's like you know thinking about future or where I should be that but you know I feel like um 
like there's this this whole spiritual concept of of oneness like everything is one and like if that is true then then any effort or thing that you you do in in any aspect is like is is that same thing it's like if i'm working if i'm working on at woolies and i'm stacking shelves it means i am contributing to my podcast and to my visions and to my i don't know why but mm. like it, like if that was true that that would take the pressure off but i guess i don't know man this is this is the whole thing of life and it, it, it's like if you can reflect into that gem and that gold and and really see it not just it be like a oh yeah this is meaningful but this is actually bs i don't think it's meaningful at all um if you see it as clear as day then i feel like that's the goal of life, you know? Yeah. And I think that idea of just that oneness is pretty interesting though. So maybe if you could incorporate all, all your, you know, different, like all your different, all your different hobbies, all your different interests. And, and you could, if you say that they're all one, then it's just basically a, like a reflection of yourself. Mm. And, I think for me, like I typically don't think of the warehouse job as a reflection of myself. The the way that I see it is, um, yeah, like it just so just a way to get money, um, just a way to provide. But um, I think that if you, I think I think if you find a job that any any job really like that is paying for, you know, what you want to do, then I think that's meaningful in itself, and um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so like, true. You know, because at the end of the day, like, just you know, we live in a capitalist society that you know runs on money. You know, we we need you you act you need money to do things. Um, you can't just keep relying on you know your parents to give you money. You can't. You actually have to go out there and do something for yourself. And um, which is why I'm trying to currently again trying to get get a job as a coach. Um. Because I I feel that that will be a lot more fulfilling for me, and I feel like that would actually tie in to who I am and be a reflection of uh, my person or my individuality and you know what I want to do. Yeah, what I love about that is that it's like then it's it feels like everything that you're doing is contributing to your vision and to your authenticity. It feels real, you know. Yeah, definitely. If you have if, if if everything is if you're able to tie in all everything together like I, I always think about you know if what if I could get a job that ties in all the different interests I have you know that would be the best job in the world you know <laughs> but I honestly I I feel like that's very difficult to be able to unite all the passions you have especially if they're all on different like fields you know like I for myself, like I'm interested in philosophy, psychology, sports science, basketball, jumping higher. How am I? How am I supposed to, you know, unite all these different things? And then I've got little, like little side hobbies as well that I do every now and then. Like, you know, how am I? If, if I could find a job, if I could find something that would first of all give me money and unite all these different things, that would be amazing. Yeah, that is, you know, that's. That's, I feel like this is the millennial question that I, I've always had. I think, I think you have a, if, if you've got something, you got that twinkle in your eye and you want to do something more with life, you like, I, I share this, I share this and I see around me, there's people who are just really satisfied, just working casual, working casual, not really thinking, not yeah. really thinking. And it always used to mess me up. I'm like, how are they? How do they work so yeah. hard in this? Like, I, I thought I was inadequate, sort of thing. You know what I mean? I felt, I felt that. But then, you know, like I, I feel like, um, you know, with a dream, you you have that dissatisfaction. <laughs> you have that um, inherent. I think it's kind of, you know, it's good in a way. You know? Yeah. Like honestly, like I, I know some people who honestly they just they just work they just work and work and work and they don't have anything else, but they find that work satisfying because it pays for, I guess maybe it pays for them being able to go out to go clubbing every weekend, or maybe it goes, <laughs> maybe it pays for their Gucci bags or their, you know, Supreme hat or whatever. Um, and I guess, I mean, that's okay. If you want to, 
if you want to do that but you know if you want to do something fulfilling like that's you have to break out of that routineness and you know i i can't imagine myself ever just living a nine to five five days a week you know like i i can't i I don't think i can do that like i i'm literally like incompatible i'm not able to do that Mm -hmm. um and yeah i'm always you know i'm always on the pursuit of of my passions and um i can't i can't imagine myself ever just living that robot robotic life um yeah and i feel like um you know i feel i feel similar like i feel like as though i'd happily work part-time in something that's kind of fulfilling that's i'm learning from i'm growing from i would need time for my reflection to relax i would need time for you know, my, my reading and my listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks. I'd need time to be with my friends and to converse and to create. Like I, I feel as I feel very similar in the sense that I would prefer a, a balanced life where I'm, I'm really in love with life versus, um, something where it's just so asymmetric and unenjoyable and I'm drained of life. You know, I I don't want to go to an early grave. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, I, I guess I've always found the idea of balance pretty interesting because you find it all throughout the sciences. You know, in in biology, you find it in homeostasis, and in economics, you find it in I guess equilibrium. Um, just that idea of you know homeostasis, equilibrium, just the idea of balance and making sure that you don't have too much of a of a good thing or too much of a bad thing. I think um this is also like the the stoic idea of temperance as well. Um, just not having uh just having the perfect amount you know not having an excess of you know too much too much clubbing too much too much drinking but at the same time like maybe it could possibly um be maybe too much training because you know you can't you can't train every day your body still needs to recover and stuff mm. you know if you you have to think as as a as an athlete you know, you you can only train for so long. You can't you can't train every single day for six for you can't you can't train every single day for like ten hours straight. You know, at some point you're gonna have to stop and let your body recover. Mm-hmm. And um, that just mimics, you know, how we need to live our lives. You know, we need to find a balance in everything. And I think for me, I'm still trying to find that balance in everything. You know, like I there's still so many different aspects like i i still need to work on um i guess yeah but you know just the idea of finding a balance is pretty important yeah yeah i i do like i do like that whole um thing about balance but what i um what i don't like about balance is that it kind of just it it kind of just freaks me out i think i think um because when i think balance I get, I've got, I've got heaps of interest as well. And it's just like, oh man, I feel like I'm being spread apart. It, it kind of like, oh, this sucks, yeah. <laughs> you know? You feel like and overwhelmed. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, exa- exactly. And I think, um, I think what, what I, um, what I like about balance and what I'm trying to get to for me is, is that simplicity. It's just a simple, a simple, clear path forward. It's simple, but the thing, um, it's balanced in the sense that it includes everything that I want. Like, you know, it's like, um, it's very simple. Everything I want is here and I'm just living my life, living my journey sort of thing. I think, I don't know. I I didn't know. Um, I think we're always on that path to figuring that one out. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Like I I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. I I think about that, you know, like I've, I've mentioned, like I'm always trying to find a balance, but I think maybe it's, the the pursuit of that balance maybe is um maybe more important than actually finding the balance you know mm. uh it's just it's just such a hard thing because yeah I'm, I'm like you like i feel like i have so many interests as well like i i'm how do i how am i supposed to do all these different things at the at the same time um you know how am i wh- one of the biggest things for me is how am i supposed to be great in something if i want to be great in another thing and I, it just blows my mind that there exists like polymaths who like excel in so many different fields. Like, may, let's say they'll like excel in like, like maths, but 
but also in like history and then they'll also like play play an instrument or you know be good at some sport like it's 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 pretty mind-blowing how someone's able to do that but it just for me it just serves as inspiration for what i want to do um you know if 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 you want to be great in something you have to do that something but if you want to be great in multiple things then i I just guess you have to do all those multiple things but (laughs) In 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 a smart way though, not just not just recklessly like pursue them. You have to have some sort of plan to execute. You know, I, I think the beautiful thing that we have, um, Russ, the advantage is that we've got time. Like we, yeah, we can have we have a lifetime of little contributions. I mean, like some some probably need to take priority now, but like if you you know if you do little contributions for decades right to any field like little like we can be masters in in whatever and i think the key there and i think what you mentioned like what we've been talking about is that that love of the process and at the end of the day it's it's about loving life Mm, definitely you have to you have to fall in love with the process but you have to recognize also that you have to love life and you have to have love for people who are closest to you 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 can't you can't always be so focused on i guess your passions because that'll detract from other things in your life and it could lead to you know downhill like I, I, honestly i i think of the movie um have you seen whiplash yes um yes i think that's 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 such a beautiful movie that that echoes the pursuit of greatness you know like in the movie um uh, I guess this is spoilers, but basically he's a he's a drummer who wants to be one of the best in the world, and to, in order to do so, like he neglects his health. He starts a relationship, but then he starts to fall fall out of love in the relationship. Um, in order to be the best drummer in the world, like I I don't know if 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 that's really worth it. You know, like being the best at something at the cost of other things. Because you have to recognize that you're still a human being at the end of the day. Like, you, you still have emotions. You still have feelings. You still have a yearning to love people or to love or to have love for someone close for you. You know, you know, Russ, that's, I love that. That's, and it's so true that love and that, that whole thing is so important. But what I really find profound about that movie, right, and it, it kind of reminds me of like... um like the yogis, like the Hindi um, yogis, what what the what the yogis will do? They will actually strip down someone's ego, like they oh. will just strip it and they will attack it directly, until okay. they've lost all um, all fear and they lost the ego and they're they're in that kind of bliss consciousness. They call it Ananda, um, and 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 funny thing is is that in that movie, what what happens? What what gets um, what gets him over the line is that he's completely lost all fear. He's completely mm. lost all fear and he's just like, he, he's, yeah. he's, he's tuned it all out and he's just fully expressing. And I think, um, I think the pushing is, is the, is the kind of good bit and it, it, it's unhealthy, but I think the, the kind of cracks behind it is, is that authenticity and just expressing from your heart and we're fearless. Mm. And I think, I think because I've I've kind of struggled with with that movie as well. I'm like, oh man, yeah. and I think yeah, I've kind of taken that whole fearless um, mentality out of it. And mm. it's like, I guess there's many pathways to it, and I guess there's that sacrifice pathway. Um, but but they also talk about because I think when there's this guy called Permanasa Yogananda, he said in there's two pathways to like essentially enlightenment, and you can call enlightenment towards your goals, your relentless pursuits, or any sort of thing. Um, one is when you attack and strip down the ego, and it's just like, it, it's intense. He said, but for the West, he's, he can use like this gentle love. It's like a gentle love, and, and that will transfigure as well. So it's like, so it's funny how you bring out like love of people as mm-hmm. well. Right? So I just wanted to kind of share that one. Yeah. I mean, no, I haven't I haven't heard that any of that before. Um, that seems pretty profound though. I'll have to look more into it. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, just love, love for people closest to you, for people who are actually invested in you as much as you're invested in them. Um, 
and I think that's that's also important because I think if if you're able to you know be this great drummer but then also have like people close to you or some close individual I think that'll be almost as important or almost as significant you know having that long-term partners or or you know close group of friends or something like that um i think that'll be almost as profound in itself mm, yeah that is that is so good that's so good um russ do you have any kind of final words or things that are on your heart that you'd like to just get out to the to the world like what oh, would man. you like to express um Yeah, I think self-awareness is key. Um, self-awareness has enabled me to do the things that I'm doing right now. Um, and secondly, loving the process and falling in love with the journey rather than achieving something. You know, um, I think that's almost that's also pretty important. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, if I had to boil it down to those two things, I'd like to tell the world that I think self-awareness is very important. I think it's, I think it's one of the biggest things that will provoke you into doing something because if you don't have self-awareness, it's very easy to just, just, just accept the things given to you and not break free from or do anything significant. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that. That's actually, that's it. That's mad. I, um, Definitely gonna go and um and reflect at at the end of this evening. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, man, Russ, thank you so much for being the show. I had a really fun conversation. Um, now if you would like to reach Russ uh, or you want to check him out on on Beeble, anything like that, his page, um, just hit me a message, hit me a DM, and I will get you in touch with Russ, the man, the myth, the legend himself. All right. And uh, Russ, I'm really looking forward to how your journey is playing out. Thanks. You're already looking absolutely nuts and insane on that basketball page. And it's, it's really cool to learn what's behind, like what the mind is behind the journey. So that's really mm. awesome. Thank you, Russ. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. This is, this is a really enlightening conversation. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to continue to learn and keep just, just keep grinding. Um, there, there's so many things, um, that you mentioned as well that I actually haven't heard about. Um, I'll definitely have to look into that. Thank you. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Peace, peace.